Welcome to the Zero Waste Code podcast, brought to you by Green Code. We are a tech startup based down in Cornwall, and it is our mission to reduce food waste in the hospitality and food service sector. In today's episode, we speak to Executive Chairman of Slow Food about our relationship with food and how we can reduce waste. We also catch up with the entrepreneurs behind Seafoods, also addressing food waste with their inventory management app. And lastly, we hear from the technicians at Tevi who are building sensors to map all kinds of environmental data. So keep listening to find out more. First up, we have Shane Holland. Um, the issue of food waste is really interesting because if you are working with supermarket distribution centres um, and it suddenly becomes very cold and wet and they have 20 pallets of strawberries, it's actually quite easy to move that um, to food banks because they're in nice pallets. You can put them on the back of the lorry. Um, and organisations like Fairshare, who do the most amazing work, are really, really geared up to do that logistics. But actually where most of the waste comes from, um, is actually in small scale um, environments. Um, so, you know, three or four boxes of strawberries here at the end of the day in the supermarket, which hasn't been sold, um, a few loaves of bread from this particular bakery. And of course, in our own homes, where we produce um, lots of waste food or commercial kitchens produce lots of waste food. But in any given time, um, is actually fairly moderate, but in aggregate, it's significant. And have you found, especially with the situation at the moment, exposing how fragile our food systems are, that this could be used as an opportunity to actually seize change toward a more sustainable system? Yes. I mean, I'm always optimistic. I mean, the food system is incredibly, incredibly fragile. And I don't think actually most of us realise how fragile it is. Um, We have just-in-time delivery systems for most of our food. Um, And we have just-in-time delivery systems for our own food stocking as well. Um, So if you go back even 40, 50 years, we had pantries and larders and we all kept stocks of food at home. Um, Most of us don't do that now. If we were to think about a food cupboard at home, home or our own food stocks you might have some stock cubes and you might have some herbs and spices but you probably aren't keeping a great deal of food at home so we've we've gone to this kind of just-in-time model at all times Um, and then we have shocks in the food system and it doesn't even need to be corona it can be climate um, or you know lorry strikes in france or or something happens and that instantly creates a real issue and i think we are becoming more aware of that Um, so when we had shortages of, um, of products on the supermarket shelves in the start of Corona. Um, the supermarkets went on their merry shopping spree and started buying overseas to, to plug those gaps. So we're kind of insulated to an extent, um, insulated in knowledge that these things are there because actually we just kind of buy our way out. If, if our wheat harvest fails here in the UK, well, we're a reasonably rich country. The price of bread goes up 10 pence. Um, and we buy someone else's wheat. Um, that in itself is not sustainable because actually what we're doing is we're exporting our own issues because if we're buying food from overseas over and above what we normally do, that means someone else isn't eating that food. Yeah, and as you say, a lot of waste actually comes from the aggregate of moderate amounts of waste in smaller scale businesses. So what would you advise to managers or individuals about what they can do about this? I mean, there are really two biggies. The the first is if we can buy directly or close directly to the source 
it's possible, as I say, up to a third um, of all kind of vegetables and so forth coming out of the fields can be lost just in food waste because they don't meet the supermarket standards. So if we're able to buy from farmers markets, if, we're able, if we live in the countryside, um, then on, often there are honesty boxes or farm shops. If we buy from them, um, then that is going to dramatically reduce um, the amount of food that is being wasted. Um, and then to actually eat all the food that we buy. Um, it sounds incredibly obvious, but you know, huge numbers of us throw food away. I mean, in, in quite significant amounts, um, and you know, recycle those those dishes around. So we may well make, um, I don't know, a roast chicken if we eat meat. Um, but how many of us actually then, you know, cook the carcass up and make soup out of it anymore? Um, and how many of us will go and buy a £1.60 or £2 pack of soup um, from the supermarket the next day? We need to be much more frugal. Um, one, for our pockets, so that we can, we can actually eat good food. Um, two, for our farmers, um, because they're not being paid an adequate amount of money. Um, there's a really interesting study um, which says that you know those that are shopping in, in farmers' markets um, you know, they're providing a good income to those farmers, but actually some of the people who are actually selling the food can't actually afford to shop in the farmers' markets themselves, um, even though we're providing them an income. So the way to get the price of food down is to stop wasting it so much um, and also to be buying it from direct to source. That will bring the cost of food down as well and we'll be wasting far less. Amazing. It sounds like you're doing some incredible things and are obviously definitely needed. Is there anything else you'd like to recommend to anyone? Um, um, enjoy food. Um, I think sometimes we get a bit scared about food. I think we should be enjoying food. Um, I think we should be adventurous with our food. Um, but equally, we should largely be eating from, from these shores. That doesn't mean we give up oranges. It doesn't mean that in the winter we only eat sweet and parsnip and cabbage. It doesn't mean that we have a coffee. Um, but I think actually we sometimes we fall in love with, other, with foods from other cultures, which is a great thing. We all enjoy doing that, and I enjoy doing it as well. But if we're to be truly sustainable, then actually our diets need to be more more rooted to what we're, what we're producing here. Um, and again, that message of if we're buying it, then we should love it um, and we should eat all of it. Um, and as I say, food waste is, is, is the bogeyman in, in the room. And for those of us that say that we can't afford to eat good food, um, I'm sure many of us are wasting food. If we stop wasting it, then we can afford to eat far better food. So Green Code are based in Cornwall, which is where you're originally from. Is that correct? Yes, I am from Cornwall. I'm from the Lizard. Um, I grew up in food and farming country, um, and I think in many ways that kind of sparked my interest in food and farming. I grew up surrounded by dairy, um, and I'm in my 40s now, which meant that you know when I was growing up, it was the middle of BSc. Um, and when we talk about BSC, um, we think about beef, but actually it was in dairy cattle. Um, beef cattle um, weren't really so affected by BSC. It was really the dairy industry. Um, it was also the home of the fishing industry. And I remember the boats disappearing um, because we overfished. Um, and um, that area also produces a reasonable amount of vegetables and things like cauliflowers and other things. So I saw all 
from me, you know, the impacts of, you know, what an unsustainable food supply was doing. Um, unsustainable in, in the dairy industry because we were feeding um, cows, um, you know, other cows um, to increase the amount of protein they were eating. That's not sustainable. Um, the fact that our fishing fleet was shrinking because we were catching too much fish, that's unsustainable. Um, so these things have a huge impact down to the West Cornwall. Now there are far less farms. Um, and our landscape looks dip more different because of that. I mean, our landscape looks as it does because of food and farming. So when we when we take our knife and fork and we have our dinner, um, not only are we eating a meal, not only are we eating calories, um, not only are we sharing a sense of joy, hopefully, if the food is good, um, with, our, with our loved ones or our friends and family, um, we're actually affecting what our countryside looks like. We're affecting rural jobs. We're affecting whether or not there's a post office in the village. We're affecting whether there's a local school or not. Um, so food is far more than something that just fills us up. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. If you're looking to reduce your food waste at home, you'll be interested to hear from our next guests, Dave and Solomon, who tell us about their app to help you do just that. A very brief overview of what seafood is trying to do. So, yes, certainly. So um, seafood is a food inventory and recipe app that helps you make the most of your food, um, incentivize healthy eating habits and makes you, you know, try to save and reduce food waste. So the idea came about by, you know, uh, what we found was, you know, there's a huge amount of uh, waste in households. 70% of waste in the UK occurs in, at the household level, and we thought that was a real problem. And, you know, we're originally, um, myself and Solomon, who's a software developer, we, we were students, and we noticed there's a huge problem in uh, universities and uh, students wasting food. So we thought, you know, how can we reduce this waste? So we, we, you know, we did a lot of research, and we found that, you know, a lot of people forget the food or they're not quite sure how to use the food which they've got. Maybe the parents have come into the, you know, at the start of the year, give them lots of food, but then they don't know how to use it. Um, and uh, yeah, also people just, did, they just didn't realize the cost of the waste. So, you know, seafood just aims to sort of, you know, uh, nudge you into using the food, you know, gives you recipe suggestions. And, you know, the, the aim is just to make the most of your food and to add value to that. Cool. And um, Dave, um, how do, um, is it an app that people can download now? And if so, where would they go to download that app to try it out? Yeah, definitely. So uh, we've got a, um, our apps rolling on the Android, uh, Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. And uh, you can download it through our website www.seethefoods.com. So that's S-E-E. And... Uh, we're currently uh, testing it at the moment. So, you know, if anyone could come and download the app, test it, give us some feedback, and then that would be fantastic. So in other words, how is it going to help me reduce waste? Yeah, so we've got uh, two different strategies for how we can help people reduce waste. So one is um, eat what you buy, and the second one is buy what you eat. So in, st in terms of... Um, so we'll start with buy what you eat. We've got a, a shopping list feature. And the idea is that people can write down all of the food which they buy. And then by you know, planning ahead, you know, that reduces overbuying and uh, you know, makes people uh, think twice and actually shop for exactly what they need. And in terms of 
uh, buying, uh, eating what they buy, uh, when they bought that food and it goes into the inventory, uh, it'll give them uh, nudges, you know, for when the food's going to expire. So, oh, you know, maybe my cucumber, you know, cucumber's going to expire. And, and it's going to then give you tips on, you know, how you can use that uh, food. Um, so we've got recipe suggestions at the moment. In, in the future, we're going to have, you know, like um, it'll tell people what, where to place that food. Um, you know, for example, maybe your cucumber's about to, exp uh, fish is about to expire, sorry. And you can freeze the fish. Uh, you know, so like, or maybe cook it and it'll last for three days extra. So that's something we're, we're, we're developing. Um, we've got a, some community features there as well. So people can post their own recipes and uh, again, get people into that mindset of, you know, cooking and, you know, wanting to, you know, make the most of that food. Also, we've got a, um, a feature where you can measure your waste and, you know, by measuring that waste, you know, that's the first step to reducing it. Because a lot of people just don't realize the cost of the food waste. It costs on average about 700 pounds per household each year on food waste. So once, you know, people start um, seeing how much food they're wasting, then the idea is, you know, uh, oh, actually, I've got to stop because uh, that would really help my pocket. Right. Okay. So, um, so basically, so if I go to the supermarket and I get, I get my groceries for the week. So, is it the case that I've got to? How do I input that data into your app? Is it straightforward? Is it is it an easy process? Do I use a camera or do I type it in? How do I actually put my inventory into your app, Dave? So at the moment, um, it's a manual input. So you have to type in you know, what it is, whether it's a cucumber or, or a fish or something. But what we're wanting to develop is, you know, automated <coughs> efforts of inputting this food. So um, we're a scanning a receipt feature, for example, where, you know, you can scan the receipt and it'll automatically upload the food. And, and also even an API integration to e-commerce. So when people buy food online, you know, the food will automatically upload to the user's app. Because what we found is, you know, automation is key to, you know, yeah. you know making this as easy for users as possible. Because if it's not easy, um, that's when it becomes uh, difficult to create those uh, habits. How many, do you know how many people have roughly entered into your beta test program so far in terms of using the app? Yeah, so we've got uh, 200 uh, beta testers at the moment. That's wicked. And yeah, brilliant. Well done. Cheers, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've got, uh, we have got another um, few hundred who we've got on, the, on the, the waiting list, but we need to, there's a few more features which we wanted to develop before we presented it to those people. Well, we've got 200 people using the app approximately, I think maybe about 70% on Android, 30% on Apple. Uh, well, there's a community as well that you've developed for the app whereby people they can't speak to each other but they can post recipes and share them is that correct that's it so you can take a photo of your your food and explain how you made it you know all the recipe like all the ingredients and how you cook it and then uh, people can like and comment on it you know maybe i think actually that's a good idea colin maybe we, sh we should uh, have a, a chat feature as well because what we've found is, you know, once we've got those people posting the recipes, uh, you know, people start developing interest more and more into the app and start using it. Um, and uh, it's getting people into that, that mindset of, you know, making the most of the food. Another question. Um, have you noticed any changes in people's behavior 
via the coronavirus? Have people been better or worse? So uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people now with the, being in the household all the time, you start to notice your food and what's in the fridge and in the pantry more. So uh, from what we've found, a lot of people are reducing the waste more. Uh, people are, you know, also, uh, you know, for the, the costs, but also, um, yeah, because they've just seen the food all the time and they've got more time to go in the kitchen and, and cook. And, and, and that's another thing, like once you, a lot more people are spending time cooking and uh, thinking about and appreciating food more. Um, so, so I think that that's great, you know, that the mindset is, is changing. Uh, but then when the lockdown ends, you know, people are going to have those hectic lifestyles again. So yeah. how can we uh, create that long-term behavior change? And I think it's critical to make food management as uh, easy as possible. So if you give me the address slowly again, and just to make sure they go to the right place to download it. Wow. So thank you. Hey, cheers uh, for having me, Colin. No, it's been great. Love to have a chat when again, once it's all updated. Yeah, the website's uh, um, www see the foods.com and uh, you know if we can if everyone can make a, a small difference to their uh, behaviors around food you know we can make a huge impact in uh, making this uh, planet more sustainable the saying goes whatever gets measured gets managed which is the exact ethos that our next guests follow so here are vicky and carl to tell us about the work that they do can you explain what you're actually doing with Tevi? Yeah, can do. So we're in, um, trying to roll out a whole network of sensors, one of which will hopefully be waste sensors. At the moment, I've kind of been looking more into the ultrasonic ones that are on bin lids or sides of bins and things to be able to measure all kinds of waste. So not necessarily specifically food, but kind of cardboard, metal, yeah, obviously anything that people are throwing away and then seeing if that can either be collected by other recycling companies that we're working with or if it helps them with kind of their waste contracts with Biffer and kind of the big companies and things to see how much they're actually using. I think it's just kind of one section of the bits and pieces that we're doing and hopefully we'll be able to put out environmental sensors as well. So things like yeah, rainfall and air quality. At the moment we've been focusing majority on energy monitoring within businesses and also showing them where they use, use their energy or waste energy in bits and pieces. So, so Tevi as a whole is, is a business assist programme. So we're working with many, many companies across Cornwall. So we're working with over 200 companies at the moment. Um, and the kind of core aim of, of the project is about um, engaging those businesses with the concepts of environmental growth and circular economy, um, getting them to sort of integrate those concepts within the way they're working um, but, and, and using those concepts to help them grow their own businesses in more sustainable ways um, and Tevi is Cornish for grow um, so it's, it's all about growth it's about <laughs> growing the business growing the environment um, and then so within those those broad aims there are several things we're doing so you mentioned the challenge network so and food waste is, is a specific one we're working on. So that's about bringing together um, academics and businesses and uh, the public sector and trying to find solutions to really challenging environmental problems. Um, 
the other things that we do, we have a 12 hour business assistance program. So that's sort of one on one um, assistance for businesses uh, to address um, challenges within their businesses and potential to to bring in these concepts into those businesses. We organize a lot of um, events for those businesses to learn more about it. Um, we also have a grant fund, which is coming to an end now, but we've, we've helped around 60 businesses with uh, funding for specific projects in this area. Um, and then we also have several legacy projects as well. So um, the, the sensor network is one of them. Um, we also have some circular economy tools, which businesses are going to be able to use online to assess how circular they are in their business. Um, and then there's one other which is called Lagas, which has been worked on by um, our colleague Steve Lowe, um, who's in a, an equivalent role to me. We're industrial impact fellows within Tebby. And that's about, um, you can actually check it out. It's online now, lagas.co.uk. And that's about visualizing um environmental data primarily so it's a sort of it's a mapping site and it's uh, it provides the means to map all kinds of different environmental data yeah another thing we're working on is uh, gps tracking so we, we do some work with um people working in animal behavior at the university and so we're looking at using this sort of technology for gps trackers for uh, yeah i mean from our point of view we in building TevyNet, we're, we're sort of doing it for our own purposes in that um, we want this network available to, uh, for us in Cornwall to to relay back the, the sort of environmental data that we talked about. So rainfall, air pollution, noise pollution, um, light pollution, all those sort of things. Um, but the way that we're building this network makes it freely available to everyone. Um, Initially, it's going to be freely available uh, through a network called, um, what's it called? A, net, a network made by Things Industries. So it's, uh, have you heard of Things Industries? Things Network? No. Um, yeah, the thingsnetwork.org. Uh, um, and so anyone with this sort of application can use this network for free through the things things network to transfer any sort of data they want it doesn't it doesn't have to be environmental data so there's there's all kinds of uh, potential for this as a resource for cornwall really um for transferring internet of things data um well, I, yeah but i mean the main thing is you've got to have those antennas all spread around cornwall haven't you mm -hmm. which, is, which is why tevi is potentially a, the ideal opportunity um, to to do this because over the past two years we've established links with so many companies across Cornwall and we have such a good geographical range um, that if we can get a certain number of those companies to host these gateways for us then we could have a very nice network running in in a relatively short time but can you actually speak about uh, can you give us any case studies then like the yeah, specific case studies, because I was just thinking of kind of rolling through, I guess, 
the detail that we already went into about our sensors part of Tevi. Um, I often think of that saying that's what gets measured gets managed. That obviously is what you're doing with the food waste kind yeah. of things. That once people have the measurements on it and that data or a baseline of data, that's how we can improve the way that we interact with either waste streams or energy usage within businesses and things. And then obviously then the environmental data as well. Once we start measuring it, we can see the influence that potentially on good or bad behaviours. Exactly. The one that massively jumps to mind is a startup company down in Penzance. They've got one of our energy monitoring devices that they're doing an absolutely amazing job of collecting disused fishing nets. And then he's created a really, really low energy system. And that's what he wants to measure as part of his business and his startup of taking those fishing nets, cleaning them efficiently, and then chopping them up again to get the plastic. Because the cleaning of them is a difficult thing. Fishing nets basically have loads of little knots in them. So they've got lots of algae and stuff. So to be able to clean them and then chop them up and turn them back into a plastic that can then be reused. Um, and he's actually making filaments then for 3D printers obviously yep. is going to be a huge advance in the future in terms of the way we make things um but he really wants the whole process of the entire thing from fishing nets through to having nice clean plastic pellets at the other end um measuring how he's using his energy within that so he has one of our energy monitoring devices and then can look at where his peaks and troughs are and kind of say at that point i was shredding the nets or at that point i was washing them or drying them in bits and pieces and then he's used that in his um, kind of promotion of his business essentially to say it really is reducing the impact of this kind of plastic not only is it getting the nets out of the scene but it's actually much better and much more energy efficient way of generating filaments for 3d printers and if we if you need if you want us to promote anything that you're doing please please give us a shout yeah Okay, yeah, we'll do. Nice to to meet you both. Thank you for listening to the Zero Waste Code, brought to you by Green Code. If you'd like to keep updated with us, then head to greencode.net, where you'll find all our social media links and newsletter sign-up. Or feel free to get in touch with us on our email, contact at greencode.net.